You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Another interesting event happened before, inshallah, next week we examine the event of Hudaybiyah. One of the events that happened in the year 6 of the Hijrah, also in the month of Ramadan, is that the Prophet, for the first time, as we know from his seerah, he offered Salatul Istisqa. What's Salatul Istisqa? Praying for rain. Istisqa means you ask Allah to send you the rain so you can drink it. That's the linguistic meaning from Saqi, when you give someone to drink water. So the Prophet offered this prayer for the people of Medina because they were experiencing a severe drought. And as I said, it seems from the sources that this was the first time that the Prophet offered this salah. After offering the salah, the Prophet said something interesting. He said, he thanked Allah and he said, He says, one of the barakas of this prayer, and after the, he prayed, the, the rain came down, people developed a stronger belief in Allah and people disbelieved in the stars. Because people at that time believed in astrology. There were people who believed that the stars control our fate. They cause floods, they cause droughts. And so the astrologers had said the stars are causing this drought. By doing that dua and the rain coming, the Prophet proved them wrong. And he showed them that the stars are not in control. It's Allah who's in control because I prayed to him and he sent the rain. So this was one nice benefit for this prayer. So what happened during this event? The Prophet set out to the desert and imagine all the people, the companions walking with him. And one of the adab, the etiquette of Salatul Istisqa is to have elderly men and children, infants going out. Because when you go out barefoot like that in the desert, you have kids crying with you and you know, people are really scared, there's a drought, there's thirst, that expedites Allah answering the dua of this prayer. So the Prophet leaves, they all walked in a state of khushu' and waqar and sakina, humbleness, tranquility. The Prophet praised the two rak'ahs of Salatul Istisqa and he was reciting the surahs in a loud voice. Then he faced the people. The Prophet was wearing a rida', a cloak, similar to these cloaks that we wear. The Prophet was wearing this outer garment called the rida', the cloak, and he flipped his cloak. Now how did he flip it? There's two understandings. Either the inside, he flipped it to the outside because you know this has an outer side and an inner side. Either he flipped that or he flipped the top to the bottom and the bottom to the top, meaning the upper part, he switched it with the lower part. In any case, the hadith states he flipped his cloak. There are several ways of understanding what exactly that means. Some say he switched the right side with the left side. What did this signify? The Prophet flipping his Rida, what does that mean? It's symbolic, what does that mean? It means, oh Allah, flip the drought into rain. 
Many times you find in Sharia these symbols, these, these symbolic acts. Symbols are very important. Our deen is based on symbols. The Kaaba is a symbol that represents the house of Allah. Salah, Salah is all symbols. The Ruku' is a symbol that means submission to Allah. The Sujood is a symbol. The Takbirah is a symbol. You're putting everything behind you and you're focusing on Allah. Islam is based on symbols because human, the human mind better connects to symbols. You better understand something through symbols. But Allah must assign those symbols. So this was a symbol, oh Allah, change our state. Just like I flipped my cloak, flip the drought into rain. So the Prophet ﷺ does that. Then he falls on his knees. فَجَثَى عَلَى To indicate his submissiveness and humbleness to Allah. He raised his blessed hands. And then he said, he said a takbira before he asked for the rain. And then he made a dua. We have parts of this dua, such as the following parts. I'm just choosing some parts of his dua. Allahumma sqina. Oh Allah, send down the water. Wa'aghithna ghaythan mughithan. Oh Allah, help us in a speedy way. Send the rain and help us. Wahayaan rabi'an. Oh Allah, give us life because water gives you life. غَيْثًا اللَّهُمَّ تُحْيِي بِهِ الْبِلَادِ Oh Allah, through that rain, you will revive the earth, the land. وَتُغِيثُ بِهِ الْعِبَادِ And you will help the people. وَتَجْعَلُهُ بَلَاغًا لِلْحَاذِرِ مِنَّا وَالْبَادِ And this will be a sign from you to those who are present and to those who will hear about this, that this is the miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. اللَّهُمَّ أَنزِلْ عَلَيْنَا فِي أَرْضِنَا زِينَتَهَا Oh Allah, bring down in our land, it's zina. What does zina mean in Arabic? Decoration. Decoration, adornments, right? When the rain comes down and the vegetation grows and the roses grow, what happens? All you see is a work of art. In other words, the Prophet is saying, Oh Allah, show us your beautiful work of art. Oh Allah, send the peace and tranquility in our land. Allahumma anzal alayna min as-sama'i ma'an tahura. Oh Allah, send from the heavens, from the skies, pure water. فَأَحْيِ بِهِ بَلْدَةً مَيِّتًا Oh Allah, revive this dead land due to the drought. وَاسْقِهِ مِمَّا خَلَقْتَ لَنَا أَنْعَامًا وَأَنَاسِيَّ كَثِيرًا Oh Allah, we the humans, we need the water. The animals, they need the water. The Prophet begs Allah, he cries. Right after the, the Prophet finished his dua, the clouds joined together and it rained for seven days straight. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. It rained so much to the point where Muslims came to the Prophet. They told him, Ya Rasulullah, we're about to drown. Ask Allah to stop the rain. The Prophet was on the pul pulpit, the member in Medina when they said that to him. So when they complained to the Prophet, he laughed, he smiled. Some say he smiled because of how quickly the human being wants change. Days ago you were begging for rain, now you're begging for the rain to stop. So the Prophet raised his hand in dua and he said, Allahumma hawalayna wa la alayna. Oh Allah, disperse the rain around us. From around us, disperse it. Let it go to other areas, not on us. Oh Allah, send the rain to the valleys and the distant areas. 
As soon as the Prophet made this dua, the clouds dispersed and the rain clouds moved out of Medina. So this was documented in the history of the Prophet that he prayed for rain and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the rain. Now when the rain comes and Allah shows the sign, the Prophet remembers his uncle Abu Talib The Prophet said, Lillahi Abu Talib. Where is Abu Talib? May Allah elevate his status. If he was alive, he would be so happy today. Who is here ready to remind us of the poetry of Abu Talib? See, the Prophet avoided reading poetry in his life so people wouldn't accuse him of writing the Quran. So if the Prophet wanted to hear lines of poetry, he would ask one of his companions, who remembers that poem, read it for us. He knows that the Prophet, he's the best of Allah's creation, he's the most knowledgeable. However, the Prophet wanted one of his companions to read it. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib stood up and he said, Ya, ya Rasulullah, I think you mean this poem. This following poem, and it's a very famous poem that Abu Talib said about Rasulullah Let's read it and let's see what does it have to do with rain coming down. Abu Talib has an amazing poem about the Prophet. If you look at the linguistic power, the eloquence in it, it's unmatched. It shows you he was a genius, Abu Talib. Allahu Akbar. In describing the young prophet at that time, he was a boy. He says he's white. Now when he says he's white, he's not talking about the race, like you're black or white. No, he's saying pure because Arabs, they use the word white to indicate purity. He's so pure, you can actually ask the clouds to send rain when his face is exposed under the clouds. Beautiful description. He's the refuge for the orphans and he's the protection for the widows. Those people from Al Hashim, the Hashim family, who are about to be destroyed, they seek refuge in who? In him, in Prophet Muhammad. Therefore, through the Prophet, Allah gives them the blessings. You pagans, you're liars. You think you can kill Muhammad? You can make him fall? You can make him fail? You think you will be able to kill him when, he, when we're here to defend him? And as long as Abu Talib was alive, no one dared to kill the Prophet. We will never submit him to you. We will die protecting the Prophet. We'll even forget about our children and our women when we have to defend Rasulullah. So Imam Ali told the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, do you mean this poem? He said, Ajal. Yes, this is the poem that I was referring to. So a man from Bani Kanana. He was so inspired by the poem of Abu Talib. He stood up, he says, Ya Rasulullah, right now I'm going to compose poetry. You know, the Arabs, they had that power. On the spot, they would compose a powerful poem. 
So he got up and he said, Laka alhamdu wa shukru mimman shakar. Oh Allah, we thank you. Ya Rasulullah, we thank you. Suqina bi wajhin nabiyyil matar. Through the Prophet, Allah send us the rain. Da'allaha khaliqana da'watan ilayhi wa ashkhasa minhu al-basar. He prayed to Allah and he raised his eyes to the heavens and you answered his dua. وَلَمْ يَكُ إِلَّا كَقَلْبِ الرِّدَائِ وَأَسْرَعَ حَتَّى رَعَيْنَا الْمَطَرِ Beautiful. He says all he had to do, your Rasul, to bring down the rain is to flip his rida', flip his cloak and soon we saw the rain. دَفَّاقَ الْغَرَائِلِ جَمُّ الْبُعَاقِ أَغَاثَ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مُضَرِ He's describing the heaviness of the rain. وَكَانَ كَمَا قَالَ عَمُّهُ أَبُو طَالِبٍ and indeed, he's like your uncle Abu Talib described you. You're so pure. He says, this was just a claim from Abu Talib that we had heard. That this face brings down the rain when under the clouds. Now it's been proven to us. We just saw it in front of us. Beautiful, beautiful lines of poetry. If you thank Allah, Allah will increase you in blessings. And if you disbelieve, Allah will teach you a lesson. <laughs> so when the rains came down in this incident, people were reminded of the Prophet's childhood and how Allah had sent the rain, the, the rain because of the Prophet. Now what happened during the childhood of the Prophet? Very briefly, Abdul Muttalib, the grandfather of the Prophet, when he was alive, an incident happened during that time. A severe drought struck Mecca when the Prophet was a young boy. And so Abdul Muttalib, the grandfather of the Prophet, commanded his son Abu Talib, the uncle of the Prophet and the father of Imam Ali. He told him, go bring me that boy. I want to see him. He was an infant in his qumat, in his swaddle. Is that what you call it? The one that you wrap the baby with? The swaddle? Does it have another name? That thing that you wrap an infant with, the swaddle. So he, his grandfather, Abdul Muttalib carried him and he faced the Kaaba and he raised the baby towards the heavens and he said, Ya Rabbi bihaqqi al ghulam. Oh Allah, I ask you in the name of this baby. He said it a second time, he said it a third time, Ya Allah send us the rain. The historians who were there state, that as soon as Abdul Muttalib did that, we saw, you know how sunny and hot Mecca is, we saw the clouds gathering and it rained like never before. And the Prophet was an infant. When this happened, Abu Talib said, He's so pure, a little boy. But when you put his face under the skies, the clouds gather. So it seems that the beginning of this poem was composed by Abu Talib when the Prophet was very young. Later in his life, he added more lines of poetry to it. Because if you look at the Qasida, the entire poem, it has references to the Prophet's prophethood and, he, and how he was advocating for the religion of Islam. This was Abdul Muttalib asking for rain. Abu Talib did the same thing. It has been narrated that once Abu Talib, he realized that there was a severe drought. So he took the young boy Muhammad, he was now older, not an infant. He took him to the mountain of Abu Qubais, which is right around Mecca. And he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send down the rain. 
And indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent, sent down the rain. Another example, Ibn Asakir mentions this, that a group, a tribe came to Mecca and Quraysh were experiencing a drought, scarcity of food and a drought. Some of them said, we have a drought. Let's resort to Allat wal Uzza, those main idols that the Arabs worshipped. Let's ask them for rain. Some of them said, no, الْأُخْرَى No, there is another idol, Manat. Let us pray to that idol. Like they had this competition between these idols. A man of honor and dignity and wisdom. He said, Where are you going to these idols when you have the descendants of Ibrahim al-Khalil with you? Meaning the Bani Hashim. So they told him, do you mean Abu Talib? Because at the time he was the leader of the Hashimis. Do you mean Abu Talib? He said, yes, of course. Go to Abu Talib and ask him for rain. You're going to these idols? They said, okay, that makes sense. This is before Islam, by the way. The Prophet was younger. So they went to Abu Talib and they saw the purity in his face. By the way, we've examined in our bio class before that Abu Talib is a mu'min. And those who claim that he died as a mushrik, we've dismissed those claims. So they said, we saw a man who basically reminded us of prophets when we looked at Abu Talib. And they told him, Ya Abu Talib, our families are suffering. We're about to perish. Help us. He said, okay. He went and he brought a boy. They say, when we saw that boy, it's as if we saw the sun before us. He brought that boy next to the Kaaba, and he put his back to the Kaaba, and he asked Allah to send the rain in the name of this young boy, which was Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The report states, وَمَا فِي There was not a single cloud in the sky. As soon as he did that, the, the clouds came, and the rains came down, and Abu Talib said, So this is really fascinating. Speaking about rain, my dear brothers and sisters, I would like to mention one thing that's important here. There are historical reports like Mustadrak al-Hakim, a Sunni source, Fath al-Bari, a Sunni source, that state there was once a drought during the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab and Umar, he did tawassul in Abbas, the uncle of the Prophet. This is the source. So basically, Umar ibn al-Khattab went to Al-Abbas and he told him, look, we are experiencing a drought. Help us, you know, ask Allah to send the rain. Al-Abbas said, okay, but when we go out to, to ask for rain, I don't want any non-Hashimi to join us. Only the Hashimis. Only the Hashimis are allowed to ask for rain. He told Umar, no one else can join us. This, these are Sunni sources. But I want you to focus on the wording of Umar. When he asked Abbas to help with this rain, he basically said, Allahumma inna tawajjahna ilayka bi'ammi nabiyyik. Oh Allah, we've turned to you through the uncle of your Prophet. I want to say to those Muslims who accuse us of shirk, when we say, Allahumma inna tawassalna wa tawajjahna wa istashfa'na bika illallah, about the Prophet and the Imams, you accuse us of shirk. But Umar, he said the same words 
about the uncle of the Prophet Abbas. So with Abbas it's not shirk, but if it comes to Imam Ali and Lady Fatima it's now shirk. This is in your books. Omar said that, he's, he's, he's saying, Oh Allah, tawajjahna ilayka bi'ammi nabiyyik. We turn to you through the uncle of your Prophet. That's not shirk. Why do you accuse us of shirk? They'll tell you, they could tell you, yeah, but Abbas was alive. So what? If someone's alive or dead, this flips something from being shirk or not shirk. It's either shirk or not shirk. It doesn't matter if they're alive or not. And the Quran tells us, Do not consider those who die in the way of Allah as dead. Allah says, indeed they're alive. And they have special rizq. They can help you. So this is also one example of tawassul in, in, in books of Muslims. And then unfortunately you see these ignorance, they accuse us of, you know, um, shirk. One final point before we conclude, we have a couple of minutes. A quick discussion on the rain coming from the clouds. There are some people say, look, there's fixed weather patterns on earth. The, the dua is not going to change anything. How do we understand that? See, we do have a weather system. Allah has a system for weather. It's not random. Like today with radars and you know, advanced techniques and meteorology, we can actually see these weather systems. That's why they can forecast the weather, you know, with accuracy sometimes. There are millions of factors involved. When it's going to rain, how much it's going to rain, where it's going to rain. There are a lot of factors, right? Scientists have discovered some of those factors, not all of them. That's why we don't have it 100% accurately. Dua is one of those factors. Allah has a system, yes. You can actually study it as a science to see how the rain comes down and the wind and the jet stream and all of that. There are many factors that will determine where it's going to rain. One factor is dua. Because there are so many factors, when you truly supplicate for rain, Allah changes one factor and the rains come. So this is very important um, for us to know. It can actually change weather events. Now, there are some people who will tell you, there are some places, always rains there. Because we have hadiths that if people sin, sometimes Allah withholds the rain, right? There are some people like some tropical, I don't know, Caribbean island. It's, it's just in a place where there, it must rain. Like in the history of that island, there, there has not been a drought. So are you telling me that people don't commit sins there? <laughs> no, they do of course. But it's important to also know that these hadiths were issued in a climate that was not a tropical climate. In tropical areas, Allah punishes people in a different way, like a hurricane. Or more rain flooding and devastation. But in these areas like Mecca and Medina, right? One way that our sins have an impact is through what? Through droughts. When you pray, Allah actually changes some of those factors. Of course, the ones who are praying are sincere people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can change that. وَصَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى سَيِّدَنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَآلِهِ الطَّيِّبِينَ الطَّاهِرِينَ